You're listening to Frontlines, a podcast for the people that truly make mountain biking happen. Not the riders, racers, or product designers, but the builders, advocates, and the often forgotten board members of your local mountain bike trail association. In episode 54, we discussed the topic of sharing the trails. And that jumped us into the topic of conservation. And we've been exploring that theme for the last four episodes. This episode will be exploring that theme for one final time with a great example of how we can really shape the future mountain bikers and how they interact with their trails. I've mentioned in the past that I'm currently sitting on my local trail association's board, and I'm currently holding the position of director of youth. Youth engagement is extremely important to me, and I hope this episode's conversation will be as inspiring to you as it was to me. I'm your host, Brent Hillier, and this is episode 59 of Frontlines. My guest is Phil Wadner. He's the program manager of camps and the Teen Trail Corps at the National Interscholastic Cycling Association, otherwise known as NICA. Hi, Phil. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Brent. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here and I'm stoked to, to be on here today. Yeah. So first off, uh, for those that, that don't know, what is the National Interscholastic Cycling Association? It's a, uh, a youth organization that's really focused on youth development and character development through mountain bike swing. So NICO is really born out of mountain bike racing and over the years has developed multiple programs that are outside of racing. And so it's really just a broader youth development through mountain bikes these days. One of your main roles is to work with the, the NICA Teen Trail Corps. Uh, when did this program get started? So Teen Trail Corps, the idea was originally born in 2014 at the IMBA uh, World Summit in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. So it was really a partnership at the time between NICA and IMBA. So over, over the years since 2014, the program has existed, but there wasn't a lot of energy put into it from the national level, from either IMBA or NICA. And so it was up to the leagues to implement it however they best saw fit. Uh, so now with my uh, recent hire in October, we're really pushing Chincho Corps out as a national program and giving it a lot more resources and a lot more energy into the program. And and so what is the, the NICA Teen Trail Corps? So NICA Teen Trail Corps is a program supported by REI and the Walton Family Foundation that provides NICA student-athletes the opportunity to serve and give their time towards bike-related advocacy activities. It's designed really to provide exposure and be a gateway for NICA student-athletes into the world of advocacy. Fantastic. And so, you know, I think everybody can can agree that getting, you know, more people involved in in advocacy and, and trail work is is a is a great thing. I kind of like this this initiative with kind of pairing it with racing. It's it's awesome. Now, what's the relationship between IMBA and, and People for Bikes and, and kind of what uh what's happening going forwards with the, the Teen Trail Corps? Part of Teen Trail Corps is that we are going to be developing a toolbox of resources for coaches on the team level to be able to better support their student-athletes and lead trail days and coach their student-athletes through uh, advocacy speaking. And so to do that, we're working with IMBA 
and people for bikes to develop more training resources to put in that resources toolbox for the coaches to be able to use as they need it. Awesome. Now this is, I mean, similar to the, the NICA program in general, you know, kind of providing resources for people to, to create race leagues in, in various communities. So it's, it's kind of a, it seems like this is, this is building off of that model. Exactly. Yep. And that's where like NICA really envisions a future where NICA student athletes are advocating and making a significant impact in our cycling environment. This is uh, certainly when it comes to the, the future of mountain biking, you know, having advocates in the future, I think is really important. And, and sometimes it takes time for people to actually get involved. You know, it's mountain biking, you know, when we look at kind of the demographics of, of who participates versus the demographic of, of the people that are involved in some trail associations, certainly there's, there's a difference uh, depending on the trail association. But I know a lot of trail associations have a slightly older demographic of who's actually on on the board, who's active, who's, who's out there maintaining trails. So I think this is a great way to kind of just bring in some youth and to really get people uh, started early. It's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I think definitely when you look at trail associations, they often tend to be more middle-aged folks or people who may have the, the time and the resources to be able to volunteer. Um, and this is really trying to instill that sense of, of a need to give back to the community in the, uh, the youth of our organization. There was the Youth Bike Summit in New York City, February 15th to the 17th. Uh, what was the Teen Trail Corps doing there? So we brought a group of five student athletes from Pennsylvania League to the Youth Bike Summit to present on what they have been doing through NICA and through the Teen Trail Corps program to be able to advocate for mountain biking and giving back to their community. Fantastic. And what was the reception like at this event? I, it was a, a really amazing event, both for our student athletes and for us to attend and for the people there to hear about NICA. We ran into multiple groups of uh, other folks who have uh, heard about NICA and have been thinking about creating teams. Um, and we, we really learned a lot from other groups there that are working on advocacy efforts in their cities. And that's where a lot of the demographic makeup of the folks that are at the Youth Bike Summit um, tends to be very, very diverse. And it's a really um, it's a really awesome representation of who's actually out there riding bikes, both from the, the mountain biking world and the road biking world and, and the urban transport, just using bikes as transportation world. And so it was great for our athletes to go out there and learn about all these different organizations and groups that are working on just bicycle advocacy in general. And it really opened up their world to, uh, to what's possible out there and what's going on. And then um, for them to be able to turn around and, uh, and give a really stellar presentation on what NICA is doing and how NICA wants to be more involved in advocacy, uh, it was really great to see. Now that Youth Bike Summit is happening in Atlanta next year. What's the plans? Uh, and I assume you're going back. Yeah, absolutely. So we... Um, we learned about the Youth Bike Summit pretty quickly when I came on board. And so uh, we very quickly threw together a team for the Pennsylvania League to be able to go down there and present. But for 2020, we'd like to pull a, a larger group of student athletes from around the country, showing the, the diverse population that we have within NICA to go down there and, and really uh, show a, a wider variety of kids that we have in our group. 
Now, in, in June 2020, uh, along with, with People for Bikes, you're bringing some, some youth athletes to Washington, D.C. What's that for? We're working with People for Bikes to try to bring a group to D.C. for the transportation bill in order to advocate for the next round of the transportation bill. Um, we really want to get out there and show and talk to, to lawmakers that there are youth out there advocating for these bikes and for using bikes as transportation in both uh, cities and rural areas. Give our student athletes a chance to speak directly to lawmakers and talk about what's going on in their world. Uh, so the Beaumont team in California has been doing a great job. What makes them stand out? Yeah, so the, the Beaumont team in SoCal League has been uh, really phenomenal. And it was uh, a few years ago they faced closure of their local trail system that they used for team practice. And so as a team, they really stepped up to advocate for that trail system and worked to bring policymakers and multiple user groups talking together, um, specifically the mountain bikers and the equestrians had, had some uh, conflict issues like you see in some places. And then also as a whole, the park wasn't seeing the, the usage that it really wanted to see. And so they were talking about closing those trail systems down to recreational use. This team started volunteering through the park through educating mountain bike users on etiquette. Um, they were picking up trash and they were maintaining the trails. And then through that work, uh, recently won an award from the California Trails and Greenways Conference and uh, were able to, to save their trail system. And it's a, it's a much more beautiful trail system now. It's a much heavier used trail system and the, the relationship between the, the equine users and the mountain bike trail users is, is a much better example of the way that trail users can work together to save trail system. That team now has 21 of SoCal's 24 Teen Trail Corps Captain Awards. What is that Captain Award? So the, the Teen Trail Corps program has four tenets, speak, serve, ride, and respect. Each tenet is a badge in itself, um, similar to like a Boy Scout merit badge, in that there are five to six activities under every tenet, and the student athlete just needs to complete four of those activities to earn that tenet. And then once the student athlete has earned all four Teen Trail Corps tenets, they can apply for the Teen Trail Corps Captain Award. And that um, the Teen Trail Corps Captain Award really is... The Teen Trail Corps Captain Award is a way to show that they have practiced what they preach and they go out and they do their service. They advocate and speak for their trails. They show respect to their community, to the trails, and to their, uh, to their team on a daily basis through the way they ride and the way they act towards their trail system. So this, this badge program is, is, uh, is really cool. I, I even think, you know, this would be great to have, uh, you know, I could see some trail associations wanting to do something like this, uh, for their adult volunteers as well. Right. You know, having volunteer recognition, I think is, is really important. Are you, you know, are you seeing students like really kind of take that and, and try to achieve those badges? So absolutely. So we, we have a lot of student athletes, especially in SoCal and Pennsylvania. Um, that have really been pushing and striving to earn their badges. And then um, by putting more energy into this program, we're now trying to roll it out more broadly to all the other leagues. And we currently have 
24 leagues in 25 states across the country. So we're trying to create this much broader teacher core program throughout all of our leagues. In NorCal or in the NorCal league, there's also some student athletes who are earning college credits for trail work. Uh-huh. So the, uh, the NorCal league has partnered with the Feather River College to offer a teen trail core camp in which student athletes are actually doing trail work out on national forest trails and they earn college credit through the Feather River College for this work. This this program kind of takes uh, what is these these Nike leagues, which are are uh, it's a great initiative to get kids out there. There's certainly this competitive and this this race aspect, which for some kids is really important. Um, it is not the most important thing, you know. It, there's nobody gets cut from a Nike league from a Nike team, um, you know. There's uh, anybody can kind of participate these. So whether you're kind of uh, a, you know a student athlete that is competitive and and is potentially competing to to win these races, it's, it's wonderful. But even for students that are just you know learning how to mountain bike and just you know going out there for the fun it it's it's really great but what i i love about the the teen trail core is it it really kind of ties in the relationship between mountain biking and giving back and whether that's trail work or conservation or advocacy uh it, it's it's fantastic now in southern california and, and pennsylvania they're kind of going one step further and so they're actually providing uh if if you participate in the the teen trail core or you participate in in trail days uh, you're actually getting bonus points towards uh the race results so how does that work Absolutely. And to the, to the first part of what you said, Teen Trail Corps is definitely really awesome because you don't have to race to participate in it. So it's another way that student athletes can be a part of mountain biking, even if they do or do not want to race. And that really provides the ability for them to give back and advocate for their trails. So then SoCal and Pennsylvania, they have actually decided to incorporate their Teen Trail Corps service hours as bonus points within their race series. So individual student athletes get bonus points for the series total that's similar to their attendance bonus at the races. Uh, So they can actually get a a pretty significant boost in their season total points for doing more service hours. And then teams also get bonus points awarded based on the average service hours per student-athlete on their team. So it's another way that teams are encouraged to have more student-athletes working on Team Trocor and doing their hours. And then it's not necessarily limited to just the bigger teams get more service hours because it is the average of the, the athletes on their team. And the teams are then awarded those bonus points in their season totals, just like the student-athletes are. And then they also have specific... Team Chork or captain bonus points as well. This is neat too, because the kids that it, it sounds like you have the ability to participate in, in the teen trail core, but not actually be a racer. So that's even opening up opportunities for, for some kids that might not even be mountain biking to participate. Um, but then at the same time with these bonus points, they could actually still be contributing to the, the, the race teams kind of overall points, which is pretty slick. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really amazing. And it's, um, it's something that. Nike has noticed over the last few years is that a lot of student athletes sign up and come to practice every day for their team, um, but they actually don't come to races or they don't race. 
And so uh, um, it's really a significant population of NICA student athletes are there to ride, but not necessarily race. And so this is another way that just another really awesome way that student athletes can participate in mountain biking and participate in giving back to mountain biking and in a way participate to their team's race score, even if they don't actually race. Uh, so this this bonus points thing, I I really like this idea. And I think it's even something that uh, I, I might see if I can float to my local trail association. We've got uh, we've got a race series. You know, it's a it's a fun race series, but like all races, you know, it gets a little competitive sometimes. And it's known as our Fiverr series. It's five bucks to enter the race. You have to be a member to participate. It's actually a big draw for membership. But I could see, um, you know, at the end of the year, we do like an overall title, so we add up the points for people who have participated in a bunch of different races. And I could even see, you know, how having an extra little bonus point, uh, if you show up to at least one trail day a year, would be great. It would just kind of, you know, push people to just make sure that not only are you, uh, are you out racing, not only are you buying your membership, but you're also coming to a, a trail day as well. So I think it's, I think it's, there's a lot to learn from this program, uh, even for, uh, trail associations and adult programming as well, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, um, that racing in general and, and, um, can get a bad rap from the community for um, doing more uh, wear and tear on the trails. And this can be a great way to show that the the racers are also uh, giving back to the trails. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting point, you know, as a trail builder, I would always kind of get a little frustrated about, you know, when the, the race would come through my trail, it's like, ugh, you know, I know, I know what the trail is going to look like after that race, right? And mm-hmm. I've got to go and do a little bit more work and touch up some corners and, and that kind of thing. And it was something that I kind of just, you know, I grumbled about, but I didn't verbalize too much, at least not uh, out to the public and, and certainly, you know, wasn't complaining to, to racers or anything, but it was something that I would kind of, I'd mentioned to some, some close friends. And and then when I saw the numbers of of uh, of why people bought memberships for our local trail association, it was because of the races. They were they were buying memberships because if they didn't, they couldn't participate in these races. And so suddenly it was like, okay, there's there's a cost benefit to this all of a sudden that like you know these races have uh, benefits. And and again, I think you know with this teen trail core, I think you're really showcasing the benefits of what racing and, and riding and, and what it can do. This engagement that you get from, from participants is fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's a way for um, NICA to be very proactive in um, especially the, the way that NICA is growing. It's an awesome way for NICA to be proactive in getting the kids out and giving back to their trails. Cause it's really visible for both mountain bike community and the general the wider trails community as teams get very large this can be a great way to get proactive in getting those teams back out there giving back to the trail system uh, how does a nike team uh, create a 18 trail core so uh, it really starts at the league level we're encouraging leagues to have somebody on their core volunteer staff that is considered the teen trail core coordinator so that coordinator is really a uh, league role for someone to track and tabulate the service hours as applicable to the league. They can organize Teen Trail Corps events at the league level, and they also develop relationships with the regional trail and advocacy groups to create a a working partnership with the league and local teams. And then um, they also, probably the most important role really, is to support the coaches in developing Teen Trail Corps programs and events and support the coaches in supporting their student-athletes to complete the Teen Trail Corps 
activities and badges. So then the Teen Trail Corps coach is a position that we're encouraging teams to develop because we don't, uh, we don't want to put more work on the head coach or the, the coach, uh, the team director. So by, uh, by recruiting another um, assistant coach on the team to be the, um, the volunteer Teen Trail Corps coach, this person supports the student athletes to complete the Teen Trail Corps activities and badges really through coaching the student athlete through the activity completion, um, maybe providing resources as necessary, and um, they approve the activity completion when the, the student athlete submits it to us as uh, an activity for their badge. The coach can also develop relationships with their local and trail groups, kind of a working partnership with the team. They can also organize Teen Trail Corps trail maintenance activities to provide service for the local land managers and mountain bike community and or promoting others' reputable trail building efforts. So because Teen Trail Corps is really heavily focused on trail maintenance as opposed to trail building, we recognize that there are a lot of trail building projects out there that Teen Trail Corps student-athletes could still get involved with. But we're encouraging NICA teams to partner with their local trail group to be able to get involved in those, those building efforts. So um, really that coach would be helping to partner with the local group to be able to put on maybe a, a NICA specific event that is hosted by um, that outside group. What's in store for the future for uh, the Teen Trail Corps? So let, yeah, let me talk about the, the short term and our long term. In the short term, we're going to be expanding our coaches resource to give a lot more resources to our coaches to be able to support their student athletes. We're creating some, some integrated solutions to be able to track uh, service hours through our uh, pit zone, which is our, our online administration system for student athletes. We're building some a partnership with IMBA to provide more local support. In the long term, we're, uh, we hope to have 350 student athletes and 50 coaches participating this year. We hope to have 5% of combined NICA student athlete and coach participation by 2025. We also want to expand the award system to challenge the average student athlete throughout their entire NICA youth career. So that means expanding more than just the, uh, the four tenant badges and, and Teen Show Core Award. And then last year, our grand goal would be to eventually have every park unit, agency, and policymaking group to at least have one adult sitting at the table at the decision-making table uh, who earned the Teen Trail Corps captain in their youth as a, a NICA athlete. That's awesome. That's a great goal. So how can people have a look at, at what you're doing? Uh, how can they kind of start the process of figuring out if, if they can get uh, a, a Teen Trail Corps started in, in their league if they don't already have one? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the first go-to point would be our website. That is nationalmtb.org and uh, go to about and then down to programs or down to Teen Trail Corps. Um, or to go there straight, they can go to nationalmtb.org slash teen dash trail dash core. And then on our website, there is a, a starting place for coaches, student athletes, or parents who just want to see what this program is involved with. Um, and then also it has places for the student athletes to submit their activities and a button for student-athletes to apply for their awards once they get all their activities. And then it also has logos at the top for all of our tenants, Speak, Serve, Ride, and Respect, and the Teen Trail Captain Award. And clicking on each of those logos will allow anyone to see what our activities are and what um, student-athletes need to do to be able to earn those badges. And then lastly, they can always reach out to their local league, 
or reach out to me directly. And my email is phil, P-H-I-L, at nationalmtb.org. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include those links in uh, in the show notes. Cool. Uh, well, Phil, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. This has been a, a real pleasure and I, uh, I'm really excited to see what we can do with Team Chokor. Next episode, we'll be hearing from Brendan Morrow of the Central Oregon Trail Alliance in Bend, Oregon. Brendan will be sharing his user types to help us better understand who makes up our membership and how we can best serve them. Like always, you can find the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FrontlinesMTB. You can send me an email or audio file to info at FrontlinesMTB.com. You can stream the show on Mountain Bike Radio, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And if you haven't done so already, leave a review on wherever you get the show. It helps others find the podcast. Don't forget to support the show via PayPal. You can find a link in the show notes, along with a link to the Frontline's MTB Book Club, where a portion of any purchase made on Amazon after following those links will be sent to the podcast. I'd like to thank Ernest, Joshua, Adam, and Ole for supporting the show. Once again, the podcast is very close to breaking even. If you enjoy the show, then please consider supporting it with a donation or through the Amazon affiliate program. Music, as always, is by Lee Rosevere, production notes by Jennifer Pride, artwork is created by Brandon Gallagher Watson and BGW Creative. And big thanks to Ben Walnock and the team at Mountain Bike Radio for their continued support. And finally, I'm Brent Hillier. This is Frontlines. Thanks for listening and happy trails.